0: We're talking about this now, and I, I'm like, I have so much to do between now and the director's meeting. So much to do after. <sighs> oh, yeah, pace of life. Yeah, I can feel it's the, like,
1: guys, I got to go.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> can we hurry up this podcast? Say, <laughs> I just feel it's funny. My heart feels like,
2: not on the podcast necessarily, but just to pray and say, like, just on your behalf in this moment, Jesus, like, what do you want to say about all that? Yeah. Like, what do you want to say? Yeah. About that right now, Jeez. right
1: here today. Yeah. Yeah. First off, you're free to go if you need to go.
0: Oh, no, no. No, I want to stay. And it's just real inside me. And, and just even to go, in this moment, breathe it. could Jesus <sighs> give me give me what I'm going to need? Yes. Please give me what I need.
1: Right. Mm. And yeah.
0: immediately I just heard I will. So that's yeah. good. But the other part is, did I schedule this really badly? <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: Friends, welcome back to the Ransom Heart Podcast. <laughs> we, we just wanted to share this honest moment with you. This is part two of a conversation about sustainability. Like, w- what is a life that is sustainable? And we just needed to,
2: <laughs> oh, we needed
1: to let you into the honesty. So yes. um, you've tuned into the Ransomed Heart Podcast with Stacy and John Eldridge, Morgan Snyder. What are some choices was where we left off last time. What are some of the things that you've tried to implement knowing that interruption comes? What are some of the things you've tried to implement towards a sustainable Mm -hmm. life? Morgz, can you just name a couple, you know, we're in the,
2: a decade of maximum activity, right? We have budding teenagers and it's carpooling and wow. Just the amount of external activity is staggering. And, where my hope rises and um, what I've seen is life is a breath away. Gone, mostly, are the big three days of solitude. Gone right. are the half a day. <laughs> gone is a whole cigar. <laughs> That's gone. Like A few puffs is yeah. generous, right? Yeah. But life is close. Life is near. Yeah. I mean, Stacey, I felt yesterday how you just described you feel today Uh about your schedule. And I had intentions of getting outside because one of my Mm. kind of spiritual practices is outside every day. Mm. And the worse the weather, in some ways, the better for my soul Uh just to feel nature. And so I get outside in some form every day. And yesterday I was going to get a a long run in and, well, it didn't happen. Life got full and divine disruptions and interruptions and— And work was full, and I had to go get Joshua at lacrosse practice. Well, I have learned, grab the micro, grab the pieces. God is actively initiating Mm. my soul care. Mm. And so as soon as I turn to him and say, what's available? And and so here was the pull, is cram in more activity and get there just in time to pick him up. Mm -hmm. That's the pull, right? And then it was well. I'll just park and go for a run, a short run. But I'll listen to a, some audios that I have to edit while I'm running. And then it was nope. And then it was well. I'll just listen to an inspirational audio, kind of like the Ransom Art podcast. If <laughs> Jesus said no, you've learned. Just be with me. Be with me. So no headphones. And I'm running mm. in suburbia, you know, a, a concrete jungle. And I took a 30 minute run, and. Afterwards, I budgeted time for two really important soulful things. One was some stretching in the dirt. So I'm uh-huh. literally this little patch of just gross dirt and, and, and cactus. And I'm on the earth and I can feel my soul being revived. And we're talking like four minutes here, five yeah. minutes. And then instead of just squeezing it in and getting mm-hmm. Joshua mm-hmm. and blasting home to dinner, I budgeted enough time to just sit. And watch him practice. And and just watching my son and watching his body growing. And and, and the living parable Mm. of there are no shortcuts for Mm. practicing something that you want to grow in. Mm. And so here I am, my body's feeling better. I'm in nature and it's cold, weather's moving in, I don't have the right layers, but I'm I'm feeling the kingdom reviving me. And and we're talking about a few small choices in a very short amount of time. But because God has compassion on my season, he he multiplied its impact on my soul. Okay.
1: We're getting to a couple of really helpful principles that I wanted to make sure we, we included in this series. And one of them is this. When I am tired, weary, burnout, I feel like what I need, is, I, I need a week. I i, I maybe yes. I think I have to take unpaid vacation. I, You know, the, all those thoughts. Yes. Like, I have to cancel everything. You, you hit May Day. Yes. You know, and it just feels like if I'm going to get better right now, the way I feel, if I'm going to get better, I, I i need to go away. I, You know, but what I've discovered over the years is that usually my tired soul is not, the best person to tell me what I go. need.
0: <laughs> oh, that's good.
1: Okay. And that quite often, if I have three hours,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I thought I needed a week. Yes. But if I get a half a day, it actually, or, or a couple hours, I'm, I'm always shocked is what I'm trying to say. My tired soul miscalculates what I need for my restoration. And I've been at places in my life a number of times where I just thought, oh no, like I am, I'm not well. Like, I am deeply soul tired, deeply exhausted. I think I need, I think I need months. Maybe I need to quit. You know, all those thoughts, right? When in fact, it was the two-day weekend that I protected that I come back from and I'm completely renewed. And i like, really? I thought I needed like a month, you know, or, or I thought I needed a week. I got I to gotta go, I got to take my vacation now. And Jesus says, just, just give me this evening. Let's just start with this mm-hmm. evening and see how you're doing. And at the end of a three-hour evening, I, I'm good. I'm restored. Um, so that's just one principle. Your your tired soul will often overreact. Yes. And you think, this is bad. And I I need massive amounts of restoration in order to be in a better place. When in fact, God may have some very lovely things for you that will do the job within the life that you currently have yes, because you can't quit your job right now Mm -hmm. you can't take a three-month vacation you know and he knows that so that's one principle all right i want to name a few more things about sustainable life and then i want to get um to what do you do with divine intrusions and the fact that schaefer says look this thing's going to be exhausting i just got to tell you right now there's going to be tears and weariness and okay so before we get there a few more things towards sustainability Morgan, I know you and Cher, you guys shared on a podcast at some point, like you stopped bringing your phones into the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Like no news before bed, oh, no yeah. texting before bed, No, you know, just little boundaries. Right. Little boundaries that we can begin to kind of set up in our life. I don't look at my phone first thing in the morning. You know, I, I get tea and prayer. You know, I get, I feed the dogs, I breathe, little things like that. And, you know, we've, we've tried to create a reasonable life here at Ransomed Heart where we've learned big events, anything that you call a big event, try and separate those by several weeks. If if you have the choice, mm-hmm. try not to stack big things together. Mm-hmm. You know, Christmas with a visit with somebody's, you know, four streams intervention w- with that book you're trying to write or whatever. Right. You know, you don't stack big things together try and spread those things out. That's one thing we've learned mm-hmm. about sustainability. Can we name a couple others? That sure. Just...
2: Like another one for me, I'd call it the liturgy of life, but building in liturgy seems to take away the fatigue of choices. Mm-hmm. For example, like one of the family liturgies we have is f- uh, pizza night. We make pizza every Friday night. And we found this rhythm of it takes off the decision Uh of what are we going to do? What are we going to eat? Sherry doesn't have to cook. Whatever's in the fridge, we make pizza out of that. We don't go to the store, (laughs) right? And it's not a social night. It's just our family Mm. because I'm aware on an average week, I'm pretty vulnerable on a Friday just because Mm. I've given Mm. a lot to a lot of people. It's not a good night to engage people. And so... We make it family. We always have pizza. And I make the pizza with the children. And there's just a liturgy to that that helps us with the fatigue that comes from even choices. And that's an example of of quite a few liturgies we've just built into a yeah, weekly we schedule. Yeah, we always
1: do this. Yes. And then that way, every, the family and everybody gets into a rhythm right. of it. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, that's good. You have a smile on your face. So you... I
0: I am not doing this well right now. I am really aware that I'm in a season where I have not protected my life and a sustainability and I'm aware of what I used to do. You have eyes on my life. Am I doing anything, John? (laughs) (laughs) Um, See, he can't think of anything either. No, hang on,
1: hang on. (laughs) I I think you're feeling some accusation
0: Uh and you're
1: feeling overwhelmed when in fact you actually live really well you actually live really well and so last sunday here's the story from last sunday we had a day off i came out and i said i have an idea why don't we go down to the river which is about an hour and a half away let's take the dogs let's go down let's just play let's have a picnic kind of thing and your reaction was no way
0: I have to do laundry.
1: I'm I'm overwhelmed. I've
0: got so much with the bills to do. They are a disaster. I need to work on this. And I will feel so much better at the end of the day if I do these things. But right, it was coming from a place, like not letting your weary soul make these decisions. It was coming from a place of weariness and being overwhelmed.
1: Definitely overwhelmed. So, So we stopped and I said, okay, fine. Let's take the pressure off the day. We don't have to go anywhere. So that's important. That felt really good. Take the pressure off, right? And then, why don't we pray a little bit, and especially about feeling overwhelmed and that sort of thing. We had this really significant time of prayer. Very. After which...
0: Right, my heart rose to the surface, and I said, let's go to the river. <laughs> Yay! Still with
1: laundry, still with bills. Right?
0: It's not, it shrunk.
1: Yes. It had shrunk. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, we went down, we had a lovely time, picnic, da-da-da, got back, and it was only right. a, a four-hour block yeah. to get away, and it was sufficient. Mm-hmm. It was lovely. Yes. We were we were renewed by that, mm-hmm. right? And even we're able to get into some things. That later, I mean, you know, I finished our taxes. Like there were some things that still needed to right. do. Right, and
0: because of the space and the room for our souls, it led us to have one of the best conversations mm. in our lives, Yeah, you know, for, and for me drive. personally in mm. that totally. drive. A real, no, it was huge. But it had, we had to have this space for it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Mm. So here's another couple examples. Little stuff, little things. So the other night uh, we were making dinner and I was kind of driving that um, and you said, I feel really rushed. I feel really pressured right now. Can we not eat at six? Can we eat at 6.15? Right. It's a little thing. Yes. And it caught me in my drivenness. And I said, sure, of course, hon. We both literally laid down on the couch, mm. which lay down on the floor, and we just rested. We didn't do a thing. We just rested there. Mm. And then we got up and we're like, now making dinner sounds wonderful. Right. Like we're, we're great. We're totally right. in a good place for right. that. So what we're trying to do now is every time I feel busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, busy, busy. busy. I stop that. Mm. I stop that because I get caught up in it, and I think your body actually gets caught up in you know the cortisol and the adrenaline and cycle, and and just stop and pause and go. I actually really don't need to do this as quickly as I'm doing it. I'd rather have the graciousness. Yes, huh. I'm talking five minutes. Yes, right. This, these these solutions will surprise you that what you thought was. I need to quit my job. Yes. I can't, you know, massive sweeping changes when actually there may be very accessible changes yes. within your life. Can I
2: give one more example? Please. It's been a rescue for Sherry and I. We've been practicing lately because there's the whole context of how this plays out in marriage, right? And just yeah, the yeah. messiness of your stuff plus my stuff equals multiplied stuff. And so we've been practicing this little uh, regular kind of discipline where we're calling it take 10, where we were feeling the pressure of we're not getting enough time to have joy dates and to have business dates and to have, you know, all sorts of things we want to do. We realized, okay, we'll start with 10 minutes. And so you take five and just let me know you. And I'm going to just come to the center of your world for five minutes. And that's all you get. And then I take five and I'm going to let you in to my world and what's going on and what I'm thinking and where I'm at. Mm. And then we're done. And this isn't processing. This isn't a bigger conversation. It takes 10 minutes. It's five each. But we have found Mm. we can almost always find 10 minutes. When we can't find the two hours for a date Uh or childcare, Mm -hmm. we can find 10 minutes. And just being known and knowing each other it's, it's similar, Stacy, to what you just described in that decision on going to the river, mm-hmm. where nothing's changed, but to be understood, it shrunk the pain, mm-hmm. and the, it felt like it made an on-ramp to
1: receive God. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so great.
1: Okay, one more, and then I want to I speak to the supernatural disruptions. One more thing for me that's been absolutely huge is this simple phrase, it's good enough. It's good enough. Like when I'm writing, writing a book could be an unending process because it can always be better. There's always another story. There's a better way to phrase that. There's another quote. If I just do some more research and I just got to reach a place where I say it's good enough, that's all I have. In my very full life, I only have a certain block that I can write in. And when I'm done with that, I have to say that's good enough because otherwise I will create an unsustainable life. You know, I'll, yes. I'll, cram in more writing time and then I've got a race to work and I missed that, th- you know, and I have created my own problems because I didn't say it's good enough. You know, we're making some films for the upcoming release of all things new. And I, I am already aware that the artist in me is better, better, mm-hmm. better. We can make this better. We can, you know, and I, I got to back off and go good enough good enough because I will create my own crises Mm. of unsustainability if I don't, if I don't say that's good enough, even in the way I rest, even in the way I rest. So Stacy was, was really gracious a couple of weeks ago. And she said, you really need a day off. You, You should go fishing. And I haven't been fly fishing, you know, all winter. It's not something really you can do Unless you're like super committed here in Colorado, because it's freezing, you know, right. River banks are covered with ice and stuff. I, um, I used to be that guy. I'm not that guy anymore. But it was a lovely day. And I went down and um, I started fishing and, and I was very aware of the tiredness. And I, I'm looking at the opportunity. and I said, you know, John, you know what you'll do with this. You will fish like a very aggressive fisherman and you will come home tired. You're gonna play aggressively. You're gonna, you know, just think of how you want to come home. Is mm. where I start, uh-huh. and I realized, oh gosh, you know what that involves? That involves a lot of sitting under that tree over there. Mm. I'm gonna go sit under that tree. I just knew, mm. like, if I want to come out of this day rested, I I can't fish like I used to mm. fish. I can't just like one thing. The next thing is catching that. Let's keep doing. Try this fly. Do the thing. Hike up there. If you go in farther, you know the fish are always farther. If you hike mm-hmm. in farther, you know. And instead, I thought, you know what I really need right now? I am, I'm going to fish a little bit for about 20 minutes. I'm going to go sit under that tree. I'm just going to sit and just enjoy the beauty. Mm. It's good enough. Yes. It's good enough, right? doesn't have to be amazing. It's good enough. Allows me not to create my own crisis life, right? My own unsustainable life. Folks, you know, we've we've done podcasts before on on this and... We try and build Sabbath into our rhythm and um, try and get Sabbath every year. And, and that's different than vacation. You know, that's not family visits. That's that's not big exotic ski trips. You know, those things can be thrilling, but you do usually come home from those pretty tired. Sabbath, like actual soul rest things, you know, and we look forward to that. We build those things in. Gang, we're just going to pause and pick up the conversation next time. You've been listening to the Ransom Heart Podcast with John and Stacey Eldridge, Mark and Snyder.